Today's episode is brought to you by Grinding Coffee Co., a black LGBTQ plus owned coffee business that donates a portion of every sale to charity. Coffee is imported from around the world and they pride themselves on great customer service for a small team. Use promo code PLP22 for 10% off your order. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum. Matt and McBridge are here. We're going to go through some IndyCar news. IMSA is off until Sebring in late March, so hope everybody enjoyed the extra IMSA coverage. But first, I have to give a shout out. I haven't told Matt or McBridge this story yet. So, you know, Friday I was out and I learned that we have a listener, Jordan who listens to the first 10 to 15 minutes of the show, like when we talk about like food and non-racing stuff, and then like doesn't really care about the racing stuff. She she actually finds us entertaining on our non-racing topics, which I thought most people probably like skipped by. So like like shout out to Jordan for <laughs> to listening to the to the beginning and hopefully she's listening to this one. Hi Jordan, thank you. I don't know if I've ever been called entertaining before. That might be a first. I know. I was I was a little confused because like I kind of figured people didn't really care what we said in the in the beginning, and you know they just kind of went on or at all. Or at all. Yeah, yeah. Also that. All right. So in the spirit of keeping up with non racing at the start, I have two non racing questions. One is a Super Bowl question. Since we are so good at making predictions here. Actually, really, McBridge is really good at making predictions. If if you look at her <laughs> Rolex predictions, where they were, I think she was three for five, maybe four for five. Mm-hmm. So, Matt, what is the winning score and team? Oh boy, I have to just. I know. Well, I, the Bengals are winning. Okay. Hopefully, that's what my heart says. Obviously, I got to ride with my boys Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase yeah. and Thad Moss. Score? I have no idea. We'll say thirty to twenty-seven. I think uh, Money Mac's gonna get a game-winning field goal at the end. Ooh. I still, I also say the Bengals. I think I have to because um, they're not the Colts. <laughs> they're the closest thing we got. Fair. They're right next to us. And I'm gonna go with uh, 21, 28 to twenty-one no. Bengals. No, I do want the Bengals to win because I want Mister Nenevsky to be happy. But since you guys both picked the Bengals, I'm going to pick the Rams, and we're going to call it a defensive showdown here with 17 to nine being the final score. So you're a monster. I know. I'm sorry, Christian. That's that math is horrid. <laughs> like those numbers are so bad to look at yeah. together. That's. I mean, that's typically you know the way I operate in horrid fashion, but. <laughs> I hope everybody in, in, enjoys uh, enjoys the game, and I'll be. What are you boys doing I have for no Super plans. Bowl? I'm having people over. You can come to my grandparents. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have the kids that that night, so I gotta yeah, go yeah, there. Yeah, I get it. You know, as you were saying the whole horde thing, I know Cody somewhere was thinking, oh, "Host uses the D pad when he races." Shut up, Cody. <laughs> and my second question. 
since we're in the spirit of hot takes before our our annual drunk episode for Team Pitlane gets recorded soon, mm-hmm. here's here's a semi hot take non racing related question. There's a lot of popular snack food out there: chips, candy, whatever you name it, ice cream. What is a popular snack food that you think is horrible? Jelly beans. What? All of them or just certain flavors? All of them. Uh, what? Brand, flavor, doesn't matter. They all suck. Why? Is it like a texture thing? It's like, it's just, you know, you try a flavor and I'm like, that vaguely tastes like what it's supposed to taste like. And it's also the consistency of like the sugary buildup. And I just, just never liked them. I avoid them at all costs. Interesting. So that's what we're getting Hickey for his birthday. <laughs> a lifetime supply of jelly beans. Joke's on you. That's like eight <laughs> months away, nine months away. How's that a joke? I'm just oh, that's building just a it up, away. sir. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> remember remember that NFL player that play, paid his fine and like nickels? We're going to do the equivalent except jelly beans. We're going to send you five jelly beans a week <laughs> until your birthday. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yep. <sighs> I don't know. What is your Doritos? Terrible. Hate them. How dare what? you? Hate them. What? Hate them. No. All, All of them? them? Okay, so the the one thing I'll give you is that the nacho cheese Doritos vaguely taste like they taste like Doritos. I wouldn't say they taste like something I could get at a restaurant. It's just like fake cheese on a chip. And we we know you love fake cheese. But the, like the fact they call them not it's no, they're amazing. I just don't. I never understood like why they call them nacho cheese. It just tastes like fake cheese on a chip, like goldfish and cheese. It's and all that stuff. But your 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 take is trash because they they are great. So you don't even like the the, the Dorito ads like five six years ago were some of the best in the Super Bowl. They too. were good ads. Their commercials are always pretty good. It doesn't mean I like it, but I like their commercials. Well, speaking of things, we'll be getting our co-hosts Dorito. <laughs> They sell my Costco too. It's a great deal. It's like a giant bag for like five dollars. I have a hot take that you guys will also roast me for. Are you ready? I don't really like chicken wings. Oh. <laughs> oh, but can I explain? No. Can no. I explain no. why? I'm fired. Okay. <laughs> oh no. All right. Well. Yeah. We are taking host applications to, I did just move to Indianapolis, P.O. Box 69, whatever city Micah lives in now. Indianapolis. Whatever. Indianapolis. No, I was told, Colin told me last night, it's some upper something, or I can't remember what it's called. Uh, no, that's that's just my neighborhood. My, my mailing address has an Indianapolis yeah. town in it, but I'm not giving that out over the air. Oh, well, it starts with upper, everybody. It doesn't. Well, it starts a downer. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jordan, I hope you've enjoyed the last seven and a half minutes. Of... <laughs> Can I explain my oh, chicken yeah, wings yeah, yeah. real fast? Yeah, I feel like I do, need to. It, okay, okay, I just want to. Not... I just you. It is literally like top three favorite foods for me. I just yeah. want you to keep that it's in my mind favorite thing to eat. It's the pro. I can't. Okay, all right. Let me preface this. When I buy a rotisserie chicken, I literally drive the three and a half minutes to my mother's house and make her take the chicken off of the bone for me because I cannot physically stand touching chicken bones. Okay. So that's legitimately all chicken wings are is eating it off the bone. And I can't, I just can't do it. It's not that I don't like the flavor. It's not that I don't like 
the gloriousness of them. <laughs> just can't do it. This might be the worst take I'm in the sorry. history of 470 <laughs> episodes of recording. I feel. I feel. I really I feel like, like I just boneless gotta... chicken wings. Does that count? Those those are chicken nuggets, ma'am. Oh well, that's why I like. Them. I would say we just got a blank check for the rest of the year to with our trash. We can just have the trashiest takes from now on, and it's gonna be okay. We're gonna have a pre Indy Five Hundred party here, and it's gonna be nothing but Doritos, jelly beans, and chicken wings with the bone in. <laughs> that oh. will be the best party ever, actually. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. If if somebody shows up at my door with some sort of combination of that. You are you you are welcome to stay as many days as you like just for the sheer hilarity. I'm here for it, actually. I'm, I'm texting Lighting, by the way, that you don't like chicken wings. I want to see what his response is. He also said to say hi. But uh, once I get Can a response, you do from it him, in the group chat. Well, on that note, we don't have a ton of IndyCar news to get to, but we do have some, especially since we haven't done IndyCar news in a couple weeks. Let's go all the way back to the first day of Content Day, where you guys heard some of our. Interviews, you saw it on social media. Tatiana Calderon got confirmed in the number 11 Foyt car for the road and street course races. Super exciting to see. I know she put up a very respectable test time in challenging mid-Ohio conditions this past summer after the 4th of July weekend race. So what, what can we expect from Tatiana and the 11 car this year? <laughs> yeah, TBD. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. <laughs> I I don't I don't know because we don't know who their engineers are yet. Even do we? Um, I'm getting to that next. They are, yeah, oh, they okay. are working to confirm engineers soon. It's it's being finalized, which kind of is part two of who's going to do ovals in that car. But Matt, any Tatiana thoughts before we kind of? continue on with the second half of the Foyt discussion? She seems solid. I don't have any knocks against her at this time. It's just really tough to tell with the Foyt team. I, I personally think she will outpace Kellett, but is that really something we want to make a banner for and hang in the rafters? I just, you know, I don't know. I think she'll be behind Kirkwood, but somewhere a little bit above Kellett, hopefully fighting with like people like Eilat and whatnot, but it's really tough to tell until probably qualifying in St. Pete will get an early indication of where she's at, but really not till Detroit when she's settled in will we understand like how is she progressing, how is she doing in this area, that area, is she solid enough to you know, keep going for a couple of years or should should Foyt and Rocket look at this bigger picture and see if it's worth it? Is it Rocket or Rocket? I thought it was Rocket. I thought it was Rocket too. I don't know. Okay, let's question. put that on the on the. Poll I thought it was real week. kid for the longest time until I started. Williams had like some PR announcement before they ditched, and they said Rocket Team Williams or whatever, and I'm like, oh, it's pronounced Rocket. Huh. Oh, I thought it was Rocket. <laughs> As usual, I'm never right on pronouncing things, so we're going to go with Hickey on that one there. But yeah, didn't Racer come out today and say that also J.R. Hildebrand is in the running to run the ovals in that 11 car? That was you. You're stealing the words. You're Am st- I just? Listen, I don't. Your camera is not working, so I can't see your face. So I have no visual yeah. cues. <laughs> what she's saying is, "Thank Same God, man. she can't. She can't say." Yeah, as I say, that's the best thing that's happened to Shannon all night. Is that <laughs> she can't see host's face right now? Yeah, I just if Hildebrand does get that ride, I just hope he sticks to setups that are decent. Oh, 
Still not over that. Oh. Still not over that Ed Carpenter year. It still frustrates me, but whatever. Hickey, do you hold grudges? Never. I couldn't tell. Not against, like, if it was, like, a friend or something, like, I'll get over it. But if it's, like, something sports-related where it's just, like, something that really grinds my gear, yeah, I kind of just hold on to it. Because it's not, it's not like, personal attack on JR. It's just, like, I just think it was dumb. Yeah, and they're they're close to confirming all three lead engineers. I think Kirkwood's engineer is determined to be Mike Colliver, who he Kirkwood tested with in Sebring. JR's, I guess that would also be JR's engineer. Kellett's engineer is the same as last year. And then Calderon's engineer is down to a few candidates that she is comfortable working with. So a little scary that it's this late in the game. Hopefully by the time that they, I think they have one more test. Like everybody goes down to Sebring next, next week, if not this week. So hopefully by then they have an engineer. You know, I really hope whatever engineer they picked had some sort of graduate degree from the University of Florida, which I want to go on the record as stating is one of the finest academic institutions in all of America, not just Florida, but all of America. So it's always a good day to be a Florida Gator. And I hope nothing but success for the Gators in the upcoming football season. Wow. You said that with such a straight face, but like you have pain on your face now. And that, yeah, that, that leads me to point number two here. We're going to do a giveaway when this episode comes out for a Saturday, Sunday paddock pass. Thanks to our friend, our buddy, George. It'll also come with a PLP water bottle stickers, which I actually have with me. So like they're, they're not lost in like a box somewhere or something like that. So they will, they will make it in your, in your giveaway. So stay tuned to Twitter. We'll post about it when it's, when the giveaway is live and, Thanks to George. That was part of the agreement to do the giveaway was Hickey had to say something nice about the lovely University of Florida. Yeah, except LSU has beaten them. I don't know how many years in a row. Two, three, five in a row at home. Something, well, I, that niceness went out the window real but, quick. Yeah, it's I, I can only fake it for so long. Yeah, uh, he, There were no stipulations. It was just say it. It didn't say you had to keep going with it. He got his one minute <laughs> soundbite that he can play on repeat whenever he wants. I'm, I'm sure host will be nice enough to send it to him just with that little blurb. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good idea. So let's go with Carlin and Yunkos next. The probably, I guess, one of the worst kept secrets of the off season is Carlin and Yunkos are. I mean, they're calling it a technical alliance, but essentially, Yunkos bought the Carlin stuff and the Carlin engineers and equipment and whatnot are now under the Yunkos banner. So I don't know if Carlin is really involved at all. It doesn't sound like it. So I don't really know if we have much to add there other than is this the most disappointing technical alliance we've heard? Just because it's not really a technical alliance, nothing against like Yunkos. Why why do we think they're I mean I know that that's what they're calling it, but like that's why? what I don't understand. <laughs> because like they're not, I mean, just because you absorbed all of your equipment and employees, that's not Alliance, that's a takeover. <laughs> yeah, I feel like maybe it's maybe like they got a discount. Like, hey, if you call this Carlin, we'll give you 50% <laughs> off. <laughs> Did they get a discount code every time y'all say we have a technical alliance? Enter technical alliance at checkout and get 20% off of your Firestone tires. I must go with that. 
That's the best answer. Matt? Well, I mean, if I was going to take over a team or whatever, uh, I don't know if it would have been Carlin. I mean, other than the capital and resources, it's not like they're getting a wealth of intellectual property with that takeover. So I'm sure they have a plan. <laughs> you sound so confident. That's about as best as I could put that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure Ricardo's got a plan, but uh, Ilot's got an uphill battle, we'll say, this year. I, I think anything higher than 18th in the championship might be a win. So on that front, how many top 15 finishes will Callum Ilot have this year? Out of what, 17? 17, yeah. Top 15s. I'd say 7. 10. Okay, I'm going to go 3. Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo jo, Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network. Oh. <laughs> okay. I, I, wanted to go, I wanted to go nine, but Hickey went seven, you went... 10 and i was like <laughs> nine is stupid. he's just like what what other than so what if this is the end for carlin they came in what 27 16 17 16 six 15 somewhere, or 16 somewhere in that region um so if this is the end uh connor daly got a poll at iowa and they partnered with McLaren once, and Chilton led 62 laps at, or was that with Ganassi? That was with though? Ganassi. Okay. So they partnered with McLaren once, and Daly got a pull. Is there any other like memorable Carlin moment from their four to six years in IndyCar, whatever that may be? They've been in IndyCar that long? <laughs> Somehow, yeah. That was the joke. Oh, that oh. was the joke. No, there's nothing memorable. Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> Definitely very disappointing for as good as a program they are overseas and their brief indie light success they had a couple years ago. They've been. I, I just don't think they approached something. Something didn't work right in in their indie car approach because it was it was pretty much bad from the start. They kind of sort of resurrected Pato's career a little bit. Yeah. Kind of, not really. I would Kinda? say no. Like they threw him a lifeline when they threw him a lifeline when nobody else was doing anything, and then he got at the F two job, and then Red Bull, and then McLaren came calling. So they they threw him a lifeline when nobody else would. I guess. Right. Yeah, that's which is better yeah, than nothing. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Speaking of Max Chilton, is Chilton on your yeah. list? 
Oh, I was going to say, is Chilton let's, on let's the list? Let's segue right into Max Chilton. He is going to be working for an electric car company as like a tra- test track driver this year, McMurdy Automotive. Never heard of them, but that's not the point. He also has said, my IndyCar days <laughs> are done. I'd love to do LMDH and IMSA or run Le Mans again, but other than that, his competitive indie competitive open wheel days are done so i mean matt kind of hit on it with the leading you know 50 or 60 laps at the 500 finishing just off the podium and fourth a couple of years ago i think that was 2016 is there any other max chilton highlights that are worth talking about he made the fast six once <laughs> is that it it's got to be more than no. It's got it's got to be more than one. Didn't he start in like the front row somewhere? I don't know. Let me uh, let me do some. It's it's. I know he finished. He did the fast six in Mid Ohio one year, and everybody's like, "Oh my god!" And then he like sank like a rock. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That just made me think of that old Chevy commercial. <laughs> that like a rock. Oh wow! Forget it. <laughs> the look on Hickey's face right now is better than the actual commercial. <laughs> I can't see him. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. I got his results. Uh, started nice. Sixth, Mid-Ohio, 2018. Wow. Wow. Good job, Max. Sixth at Texas in 2017. That was yeah. Oh, fourth at Iowa. Holy smokes. Craziness. Elite driver. Was there only five cars running? <laughs> Sad. Hey, he finished 19th, okay? Let's cut him some slack. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I always liked Chilton as a dude. I thought he was a nice guy in the, you know, the paddock and around the media yeah. center and whatnot. Never had an issue with him there. Very approachable. And I think he gets a bad rap in that department by some. I just think as far as Formula One drivers coming from F1 to IndyCar, he has to be the most, one of the most, if not the most disappointing in the last 10 to 15 years. I'd say the only one that was more disappointing was... Jean Alacy at no fault to Jean Lotus. just because he was such a big name in the nineties and came over to such a shit show with fan force United. Um, so that was like obviously disappointing just cause he was such a legend, but yeah, I think Chilton has to be up there for most disappointing crossovers we've seen. Well, it's unfortunate for him because he never, I don't want to say he never got a shot, but being a single car team, does no one any favors. You don't have that data to go back and forth with on an additional car. And so, you know, I mean, there's always that element because I don't necessarily think he's a bad driver. No, you have to be, even the bad IndyCar drivers are still talented. I mean, more talented than than the three of us combined if we were driving a a race car. But yeah... He started off like pretty promising with Ganassi that first year and never really was able to replicate it there. You know, stuck in the fourth car and then goes to Carlin and he's a single car and they didn't have the best approach and it was all downhill from there, unfortunately. But I guess there's there's really not a ton else. Carvana is sponsoring the IndyCar fan zone at the track this year, which again shows that they're definitely one of like the best IndyCar sponsors in I don't know the last 10 years in terms of activation and willing to buy in. I don't I don't remember 
if we talked about it talking about IMSA at all, but at IndyCar Content Day, Carvana had like four guys with giant cameras walking around following Jimmy Johnson everywhere. So they're definitely you know, pulling out all the stops for everything IndyCar that they can, which is really cool to see. And Jimmy Johnson and Colton Hurd have finished second in the Sweden race yeah, of champions in, in the snow, which was pretty impressive considering neither of them are actually rally car drivers. At least I don't... And Colton got thrown in like literally a week before the race. Yeah, who got hurt? Oh, Pastrana. <laughs> he replaced Travis yeah. Pastrana. Yeah. Zach Brown said that Pato Award winning the IndyCar title is his quickest way to Formula One. Now, I'm sure Frenchie and I will discuss this more in Formula One, but do you guys agree, disagree? What are What are your thoughts on Zach Brown's statements here? I don't agree. I think the fastest way to get in is to go through the junior program route in the European side of things. I don't, I don't know if I ever read that the point of the IndyCar program was to feed you guys into the F1 program, but they also, I don't, and I guess I'd also don't know very well what the McLaren Academy situation is like if they, they have, have you know, guys coming up through the system and whatnot. So do they, ha- that? do they have an Academy system? Well, I mean, like Norris, right, there was right, a, right. a Academy driver with Carlin. So I, I guess I just don't know if they have anybody in reserve coming up. But I, it doesn't hurt to win the championship. I just, I still get a little skeptical that jumping from the IndyCar champion to Formula One is going to work. Uh, Pat is a great driver, and I think he's got tremendous talent. So I just, he can do it. It's just, I don't know if it's the best route to take. I don't necessarily think that Zach Brown meant that as a as a general statement. I particularly thought he meant it for Pato himself and McLaren themselves. Like saying the quickest way to F1 is a 500 or is a IndyCar championship. I thought he was meaning for that team alone, for Pato alone, if he wins the championship then he'd give him a chance in Formula 1. Fair. I would if I were Daniel Ricardo cuz unfortunately I think he's the, yeah, okay, if they swap, I'm happy with it. That would be really cool. If Daniel Ricciardo just gets, like, booted out of a job because Pato wins the IndyCar title, doesn't seem like a, like, the right thing to do. Then again, you know, we're talking about McLaren here. and No, and I, I mean, I agree with Hickey that I don't, I don't like the thought that IndyCar is a feeder series for F1 because I don't think that's the case at all. Um you know, I'm. You know my plight with F1. It's far less competitive on a race by race basis than IndyCar could ever be. I think so. It feels silly to. It just feels silly to do that. And unless you're gonna be in a Mercedes or a Red Bull, like why would you even want to? Why would you want to take time off of a race series where you know you're gonna win and be successful? play in the back i don't know i never understood it and i was thinking about that today because i saw an article that said that max verstappen was close to not winning the championship because he had a leg cramp and i'm just like why is everything in the formula one world like so dramatized (laughs) and like blown out of proportion like imagine explaining like sorry guys i could have won the race but my leg cramp so i just decided i had a belly ache so instead of finishing fourth i finished fifth it's just like why do why a why does that need to be a written and b why does like every single f1 fan need to comment on it it's like everything is so dramatic in that side it's insane are you guys watching the uh the r factor 2 race 
t- tomorrow? I know we're big virtual racing people in the IndyCar side. No. <laughs> to be fair, I am talking to <laughs> our friends at Grinding Coffee tomorrow night about a exciting sponsor thing we're going to be doing this year. So, no. Don't use our great sponsor to get yourself out of watching I just did. this. <laughs> uh, it's not, it looks like uh, a healthy heaping of IndyCar talent is going to be there, though. There's no, like... Nikita Lashushtikin like filling in <laughs> randomly for a team. Like they have all the Gana- or they have Polo and Erickson from Ganassi, Tatiana, Kirkwood, Kellett, uh, both McLaren guys, all four Andretti guys, both Carpenter guys, both Shank guys, Who's two Ray Hall guys. For let's see, Ray Hall's not. Ooh, Santucci is. Ooh, how many laps bet- before Rossi gets mad at Ferrucci? Negative, Negative two. two. Okay. <laughs> I hope someone Twitch streams it so I can listen. Uh, let's see. Power's not. There's gonna be a couple I'd miss, obviously. But uh, Power Dixon. didn't do the um, iRacing stuff during I COVID, he did. did he? Power did. Yeah, he did. He because he was calling a lot of people wankers. He did the whole Greg clear my black flag. Yeah, yeah Greg clear my black flags. Well, maybe that's <laughs> no, wrong. Okay. Who was it that had a pat- set up and was like, I can't do this anymore. It just sucks. I, I kind of blocked uh, that time that? of my life out of my memory. Was that Nazar? I don't remember who it was. I just remember one of them. Somebody was like, I want to do it, but my equipment sucks. And because it was COVID, they couldn't get anything upgraded. Yeah, I, I honestly, that part of my life is a in. Yeah, somebody, somebody just tweeted at us. I, it looks like if the video is indication, it looks like Barker. Okay. Or Sebring? No, that's Sebring. That's Barbara. That's middle. Oh, it's going all over the place. All right, that was of no help. I'm looking through the IndyCar game Twitter account, and yeah, not one mention of what track it's at. So I guess tune in and find out. Or by the time you listen to this, it already happened. So check your Twitter and find <laughs> out. No problem. Well, next week, ladies and gentlemen, it is our annual season preview. We will go through all the teams and drivers and make our year-long predictions to see how many I get wrong by the end of the year, which is likely to be at least 75% of them. And the week after that, we'll be doing our St. Pete preview because racing season is almost here, guys. It's it's like the end of the off-season is, is right around the corner. So I hope everybody's excited. I know Shannon and I will be in St. Pete. There'll be a bunch of you guys down there. Matt will not. Matt will still be in Minnesota for some reason. So, hey, it was forty degrees today. Wow! Hey, and our our negative our negative ten degree days good, are behind good. us. Yes, ma'am. I read the IndyCar dot com article on that race, and the track will be announced the day of the race to keep drivers from guessing and add a fun element of mystery Ooh, to the competition. Mystery! Oh, hey, that was a PLP GP idea. What the hell? <laughs> it actually was. Yeah, we actually like announced that a month ago that we're doing that for our league next Andy week. Car stealing our ideas now. Even though we probably stole Probably, that yeah, I don't remember who came up with it. But let's not get bogged on the details. Right. Fair enough. Well, off-season's almost over. Yay. Stay tuned for the giveaway on social media today. Everybody have a lovely weekend of racing. Bye. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. 
Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.